Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded, recently hitting 6 million listens. Support us by buying a copy of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a small donation. In return, we'll give you the chance to nominate a guest and even win lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. Find out more at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin! Welcome to this special series dedicated to Slow Wine held in Bologna in March 2023. During the fair, we conducted several interviews with some very exciting producers. We were able to pull out some of the more interesting elements of Italian wine within the slow wine movement. Tune in each week on Italian Wine Podcast. I'm here with somebody who has an absolutely fantastic name. Maria Giovanna Migliore. Tell me, you are with Borgogna Winery. Exactly. Uh, Borgogna Winery is actually one of the benchmark producers that we mentioned in our book, Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, which is the second edition. It's for wine lovers and everywhere and everybody, but we really, really like the idea of students learning from this book and we have your winery in the book. And in the book, we talk a lot about Timorasso. Can you tell me first who you are? Tell me about where your winery is and maybe a little bit about the history of your winery. So, hello everybody, I'm Maria Giovanna and I work at Borgogno, Giacomo Borgogno Efili Winery in Barolo and I take care about the hospitality, events and so, so a little bit of communication. We are located in Barolo and Borgogno is one of the most historical cellars. It was founded in 1761. Bartolomeo wow. Borgogno, and since the beginning we were in, uh, in Barolo. There is a, an important uh, fact that uh, we love to talk about. So during the official toast of the celebration of the unification of Italy in the 1861, the official toast was made with our, our wine. So it's uh, something really important to, to mention for, for us. If you were talking to students yep. and you wanted to help them to understand Timorasso yep. better yep. and how they can recognize it, and how they can, more importantly, how they can recognize your production. So uh, we started uh, the production for Timorasso in the recent year. Uh, we start for us, was really a new adventure for us because uh, we have two white wines. So we have the first, that is this, this one, is the Lange Riesling, okay. that we start to produce in 2012, that we name Era Ora, finally now, because it was the time for us to have a white wine. Because at the beginning, we thought that... Uh, there is no uh, white grape variety, autochthonous white grape variety with the, the idea of uh, long aging potential, structure, good aging potential. And so we move, first of all, to the reasoning. But then we decide to look more near us, close to us, and we decide to discover this uh, amazing place, the Colli Tortonesi Hills. First of all, the reasoning, and then the, the second white is the Timoras. Now, okay. I heard something, and I actually, I can see it down there. It is something really interesting. This is, I thought this was really clever. So this is called No Name. Exactly. Which is very clever. So why is it called No Name? What is it? Tell me about why, it. Why, why this? So it's that No Name is, seems to be a wine without name. Etichetta di protesta means label for protest. So what? we are stubborn, we protest against the Italian bureaucracy, the strong Italian bureaucracy that is into the world of the wine. Okay. So what is? Nowadays is a Nebbiolo. So Lange Nebbiolo is 2020, our last vintage. This label born in 2005 because we start to produce our classic Barolo 2005. 
After the age in 2009, our wine was, was ready to bring it to the commission to analyze, to receive the appellation as DOCG, as a Barolo. But what happens? Half production received the appellation as Barolo. The second half was the classify because uh, they contest to us uh, a darker color, a pigment non-typical for being a Barolo. And they say, this wine, you can't receive this appellation as Barolo. For us, Barolo. For other people, Nebbiolo, we don't know which wine it was, so no name. Wine yeah. without name, label for protest. Big success, and every year we decide to continue to, to produce. Yeah. And uh, nowadays, really, is a, is a label by, by itself. It's oh, no, that's fantastic. Good wine, clever branding. I love it. What, <laughs> now, what would you eat with this? I think that uh, you can pair with really What would you eat with it? Not anybody. What's your favorite? So I think it's uh, really... Is really good with a meat that can have a fat meat because you have the tannins to, to pair with. It's, uh, but it's nice because it's really enjoyable. So it's a wine, it's a nebbiolo that you can pair both with a pasta, with a fillet pasta, with a ragu, but also with a, a meat. Is there a particular dish in your area that's very famous? Yeah, for example, you can pair good with brasato, but also, for example, with the fillet pasta like uh, plin, you can also pair with a good, good uh, sauce, with a meat sauce that's really strong. You can really pair in a, in a good way. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you too. And uh, <laughs> it was the migliore. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was the best. Have a wonderful day. You too. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so Thank much. You. Enjoy all. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.